Hi, Rodney Jane here from Bob Jane T-Marts. Specialists in tyres and wheels for over 50 years. We stock what tradies need. Tyres, wheels or batteries, we've got you covered. Steel or alloy wheels, 15 inch plus. Big brands such as Monster, R08, CSA, Fuel, PDW and Dynamic. A massive range. Tyres, we love tyres. All-terrain, mud-terrain, 4x4 and SUV tyres. We stock all the top brands such as Bridgestone, BF Goodrich, Falcon, Goodyear, Michelin and Yokohama. Make your 4x4 ute or van look awesome. Cracking deals at Bob Jane T-Marts. We won't be beaten on price. We'll look after you. Test season apply. been coming for a long time. These two do not like each other. There are two parts of the story as always. Red flag, this is a suspended uh, race. Yes, welcome back to the Parked Up podcast. We are powered by Race Fuels here. And my name is Grant Rowley and I've got a very special guest on the line. His name is Todd Hazelwood of Supercars fame. Todd, how are you? I'm very good, thanks. Appreciate you having me on the podcast here for the first time and uh, look forward to having a bit of a chat. Hey, yeah, we're up to like 140 episodes or something, and this is actually the very first time we've got you on. But uh, don't uh, don't don't take that personally in any way. Uh, I think Tony D and I back in the day had spoken about uh, getting you on, but uh, don't know why that didn't happen. Anyway, That's I know right. why I know why it has happened this time. On Saturday night, I was sitting on the couch, going through the Parked Up Podcast Instagram page. Of course, everyone should be following that page. Uh, just search for Parked Up Podcast. And I noticed that I wasn't following a lot of the supercars drivers. And in fact, I wasn't actually following any supercars driver. So I went through and followed all you blokes. And you were the first one to come back with a, with a, uh, a refollow with, uh, you know, to, to follow the Parked Up podcast back. So that was very nice. Thank you very much for your support. No, that's all right. I uh, try to spread the love on social media and yeah, I'm trying to look up, look after everyone that looks after me as well. So um, yeah, that's, I suppose that's, that's the power of social media, isn't it? You, you do one follow and all of a sudden you're on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is uh, it is a bit of a balance with Instagram. Heaps of people don't like, you know, they, they like to be very careful with who they follow because they want to have more followers than who they're following. But I don't know, for me, I just, yeah, you just want the information that you want to see that is the beauty of social media yeah exactly look it's funny some people get very strategic and very technical the way i look at it you know we've pretty got a pretty interesting audience you know you have some people that are in there you know kids out of school or playing with cars and you've got people in their 60s 70s or even 80s um that just want to see what you do and follow the journey as well so i just try to put as much out there as possible um some people say it's too much some people say it's not enough you can never keep everyone happy right i guess but um yeah, so one wonderful thing of social media, you've got to use it to your advantage where you can. And um, yeah, everyone's got an opinion as well. <laughs> oh, don't they what? Don't they what? Everyone has also got other things as well, but uh, I won't repeat yeah. that popular saying. Um, cool, mate. Look, you're driving for Matchstone Racing in the Repco Supercars Championship, 14th in the current standing. So I guess kind of uh, midfield is probably uh, the, uh, the, the most accurate way of putting it you've had a couple of really strong results a couple of fifth places simmons uh and the grand prix you're inside the top 10 at wanneroo what uh what do you out of 10 where do you sort of uh, put your season at the moment oh tough one hey, obviously a bit of a mid-season review i guess but um probably as of we sit right now probably a seven out of ten and to be fair 
that score would have been a bit better um, if the if the last two rounds didn't exist. <laughs> uh, we, we've had a to be fair, we had a really strong start to the year. Obviously, for me to return back to the team uh, when absent for a couple of years after leaving at the end of 2019, and you know, there's a totally different program to when I was last year, and the team certainly stepped up. Having a teammate with JLB has been awesome as well. Um, and we, yeah, as I said, we sort of come out the blocks firing and we felt like we've made really good progress as a program and um, we're kicking some goals. And unfortunately, Jack had a bit of a, a tough start with a bit of bad luck. And now the, the role is probably reversed. Jack's had a bit of a, a good run in the last couple of rounds and, and getting some form, getting some good results. And we've just lost our mojo a little bit. Um, and we've had a couple of poor rounds and we, we know the reasons why, which is the main thing. Um, but the main thing is the car's competitive. Uh, I think. If we, um, if we have everything sorted with the whole program, there's no reason why we can't be in the 10 consistently, which is, which was the goal, to be honest. That was our, our soft goal for this year was to be consistently in the 10, which we felt we were achieving pretty happily in the first part of this year. So, so far, so good. Still room for improvement. Don't get us wrong. But um, yeah, truck along, all right. Truck along. Well, you almost uh, got a plug in for the sponsor there as well. <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess you, yeah, you were kind of hitting those those targets. And I don't know. What do you? What what are the issues? I'm sure you're not going to tell me the uh, exact technicalities and and show me all the drawings and the data. But it's, it sounds like that's a uh, it's a positive that you're you're on top of you know you know where you're struggling but i guess those past couple of rounds that you do mention must feel like a bit of a kick in the guts considering that you were punching right inside that top 10 for those first few rounds yeah exactly to to be you know only i think it was only 40 points off seventh in the championship after after perth and now looking at the points deficit we've lost just in two and a half yeah three rounds i guess um yeah exciting from 10th to 14th in the standings um it's disappointing but that's the aim of the game. Still a long way to go yet. Uh, big point races up for grabs towards the back half of the season. But yeah, look up. Yeah, like everyone, no one likes to go into detail about um, the things that go wrong. But yeah, it's just been a couple of little minor things that have held us back, to be honest. It's been nothing major in the car, but um, all it takes sometimes is you, you, know, you start practice on the back foot. You have a couple of little issues with the car. You start chasing them. You don't rectify them until, you know, like in our case on... And it was only after qualifying Sunday at Townsville where we started to actually work out ah, that we finally highlighted what the issue was. Um, but your whole weekend's wrecked. You know, you've already missed out all of Saturday. Um, or we missed out all of practice. We missed out on performing well and qualifying. And we had an issue in the race on Saturday, then didn't qualify well on Sunday. And we only found the issue after that. So, you know, it, looking back, it's always something simple, but that simple thing with these fast-paced orientated weekends that they're punishing because the field is so close you only have to be a couple of tenths off and you either look like a hero being inside that top 10 which is to be fair when you're inside the top 10 that's a good effort because um the game's so close and the whole field is so competitive there's no bad team in pit lane um and there's no bad drivers either the quality of the whole program is really good i feel and yeah we just haven't quite uh you know haven't been quite up to scratch in the last couple of rounds and it's punished us but you know, the teams highlighted the areas of that need to be improved and, you know, they're, they're pushing hard to rectify it. I can't, I certainly can't um, fault them on, on an effort and hard work, working hard because, um, you know, they've been working their backsides off since the start of this year. And, um, you know, our, our whole motivation for this year is to get the team's first podium and, you know, be consistently in the top 10. And, you know, I still feel like we're on track to achieve that. Um, we just, 
yeah, just need to get all our ducks lined up in a row to execute that perfectly and, and have a good weekend. Yeah, cool. Hey, so look, tell us about the team. So Matt Stone Racing recently expanded to, to two cars, uh, you know, two established drivers in the series with lots of experience. It's a place that you've been at before and won the Super 2 series. But yeah, as you'd sort of mentioned at the top, completely different outfit that we've that you had seen uh, back in the day. So I guess still a small team compared to uh, some of the larger outfits, but, you know, considering we've got Gen 3 coming on, how much development, how much focus and push is still going into this season to get you back to that uh, the, those top 10 results that you're looking for? Yeah, I suppose the team's in two mindsets. Obviously, there's a lot of work going behind the scenes to ensure for us as a, a smaller team that we are prepared and ready for the challenge of Gen 3 because like everyone, we're all bracing ourselves for how big of a project it's going to be. Um, but also... Sleep, sleepless nights ahead, I reckon. There is, there is. There's no word of a lie, but, you know, we're, we're, we're ready to embrace it. We're not looking at it as a negative thing. We're just got to be, yeah, position ourselves the best opportunity possible to, you know, when, when we turn up to Newcastle starting next year, if, if we do the hard work now, then hopefully that gives us the best opportunity possible to come out the block swinging. Uh, and I'm sure everyone's thinking like that, but, um, you know, that's certainly what we're trying to do. But definitely the back half of this year is trying to keep growing this team, keep growing the program. Um, the sort of, as I said, you know, we, we started this year with a key, key goal in mind, and that was to grow the team, get it to the point where, when we, when we do move into Gen 3, we've got all our processes in place. So we've got all the key personnel doing the things that they should be doing and, and you know, essentially trying to go racing and, and achieving for success rather than, you know, being a team that's making up the numbers. We all hate doing that. Um, so Matt, Matt in particular, is, he's a pretty motivated guy and he, he wants to go out and win races. Um, you know, when you carry the stone name with that DNA, I think everyone knows that, you know, Stone, the Stone family like to go racing and like to do it well. Um, so that was, yeah, and I, I sort of like like that, like like to think I fit that mould as well. And, you know, that's where we've got the, uh, the same goal in mind. And, yeah, hopefully we're, we can all bring that all to life before the end of the year. Have we seen, have you seen much of the boss in the workshop now that he's a new dad? <laughs> I think he was pretty keen to get out of the hospital just quietly <laughs> and get back to the workshop. Um, it's, it's pretty hard to get Matt away from the workshop. Well, I'll say that much. He, um, he's, he's no short of excuse to get out of anything so he can yeah, be in the workshop, helping the guys out on the workshop floor or, or be in the office, keeping the whole program afloat. So we've got a, a special, another special guest coming on later on. It's Declan Fraser. Of course, he's going to be racing in the super cheap auto wild card at Bathurst for triple eight alongside Craig Lowndes. Now uh, I'd asked you, who would you like to come on to, uh, to join us on the, on the pod. Uh, and you'd mentioned Declan as, as one of those guys, of course, he's racing in super two at the moment. He's leading that series. Why did you mean, why did you want Declan to come on? I think he's a, a great young kid. And I've personally known Decker um, back since we were both, part of the uh, A1 Engines go-kart team all the way back in. I first met Decker. It was at the Queensland go-kart state titles in Mackay, I think back in, oh, it would have been 2009, I think it was. And it was, Decker was pretty short, pretty young back then. <laughs> <laughs> so it was pretty crazy to think, you know, obviously now he's, he's going to be making his Bathurst debut with um, his childhood hero, Craig Lowndes. And um, 
yeah, done a bit of work with Decker in the past. So did a day of driver training and and um, spent the weekend with him at a, a state title event in go, yeah, back in go karts as well. And yeah, this has been cool to to watch his progression and 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 obviously you know kicking goals now we're part of the Triple Eight program and Super Two. It's pretty cool to see that. So um, yeah, keen to have a chat with him. Excellent. So he gets to drive with Craig Lowndes at Mount Panorama. You are one of the few drivers who don't have a confirmed co-driver yet. Are you the most popular primary driver in the field at the moment? Is your phone just running hot with blokes calling up saying, put in a good word for me? <laughs> yeah, something like that. No, we, we, we've got a plan in place in the background. So uh, yeah, we'll hopefully have that all announced shortly. Awesome. Cool. Okay. Um, look, we're going to get, uh, we're going to get Declan on the, on the line now. Let, just before we do that, we're just going to grab a quick message from one of Parked Up's mighty, mighty supporters, and we'll be back in a tick. Race Fuels is Australia's leading supplier of racing fuel to national and state level motorsport. And its range of racing fuels includes the BP Supercars E85, which is available to grassroots races. For power and protection over pump fuel, Race Fuels imports the Elf Race 102, as used by Porsche Carrera Cup and the Touring Car Masters. More info on Race Fuels E85 and Elf Race 102 is available at racefuels.com.au. You're on the Parked Up podcast. I'm Grant Rowley. I've got Todd Hazelwood with me. We're about to jump on the line with Declan Fraser. But before we get there, Todd, I've just got a just a quick question for you about extracurricular racing. We've seen you do other racing in the past with uh, Bathurst 12-hour entries. You've done some proddy car racing. We've seen Shane Van Giesbergen basically drive as much as he can whenever he can. Uh, is this something that you would like to do? It's something that you haven't really done, uh, you know, just in recent past, but uh, would you like to get into some more racing? Is there anything extra beyond supercars to keep you as race fit as possible? And is, yeah, this, the, is this the E? Are you doing the E series? <laughs> oh, we all love the E series. Just ask any supercar driver. Yes, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> um, but uh, look, in, in the real world, definitely. Um, it's definitely on my agenda. Um, obviously, during the last couple of years of COVID, I was desperately looking for something, anything outside of the simulator um, to try and get my backside back into. And um, my girlfriend actually races go karts. And I figured, well, I need to get myself a go kart too. So we go out to the track um all the time that's sort of our key idea idea of going out for a date together is go to the kart track and uh, we do heaps of laps and i do a few local kart meets and stuff with her as well it's it's a it's a cool way obviously it's cost effective it's it's cheap racing and a lot of fun and um you know the, obviously the competition is always pretty stiff too so it's really good for honing in on the race craft and, and keeping myself sharp but probably something that's a little bit left of field and sort of got, grew a new appreciation for it when I went there and experienced it myself. But um, I'd love to do a bit of off-road racing and I'd love to have a crack at, let's say, something like the, the Fink Desert Race um, that runs from Alice Springs to Fink and back um, in the middle of the year. It's the weekend before the Darwin Super Sprint normally. So um, maybe in the next couple of years, I'd love to have a crack in a trophy truck or something like that. Yeah. And that might create some opportunities overseas as well. But um, yeah, just something a bit left of field, something different. Um, but as I said, love the challenge of racing on dirt. I've got a bit of a dirt background where I started in dirt karting as a kid. So yeah, I reckon that'd be really cool. 
Yeah, cool. Uh, so what is it about, like, the, there are such long stints you have to do and it's not just driving the thing fast, it's following navigation, getting the thing to the line. It's a, uh, it's an, an absolute enduro, those types. Yeah, exactly. And it's sort of man and machine, I guess, to a degree. Um, you know, I, I you know, don't have any idea when it comes to two wheels. My old man did think a couple of years ago in 2018 and just seeing... And the feel of the event was totally different. Nothing I experienced before because it wasn't so much about um, who would, who was going to win and the anticipation around that. It was just everyone was there to survive. <laughs> and I've never experienced anything like that. And, and the camaraderie amongst each other was so good. You know, everyone was having a ball and everyone was just back slapping each other, just encouraging one another, whether it be rivals or competitors, to try and obviously make it to the end. Um, obviously, in two wheels, it's a totally different challenge to four wheels. But... Now, even a four-wheel program, it's still pretty demanding. Yeah. And, and just that challenge of reacting to different surfaces, different corners, and ev everything's new. You, you're sort of driving blind the whole way, and sometimes physically driving blind, as you mentioned, you know, driving in the dust and, and the, the raw challenge behind that. And, and obviously, if things go wrong, the only person that can fix it is yourself and, and obviously your navigator. So you know, I, I like getting hands-on and, and working on things. So, yeah, I think that would be the sort of challenge that would be right up my alley. Um, you know, sort of, as I said, coming from that that dirt background, I guess, as a young kid, I always was always in awe of the, the Dakar rally. Um, Dad and I always used to watch that religiously oh, every time S that would come S on at the start SBS, of the year. SBS in the, in the uh, afternoon or evening, whenever they showed That's those 30-minute or one-hour highlights packages of the day. It was during summer, so everything was relaxed. It was, uh, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, maybe one day. Um, but, yeah, that's sort of bubbling in the background is the thing I'd love to do. Awesome. Cool. All right. Well, uh, before you get into your uh, Dakar um, <laughs> uh, next phase of your career, let's uh, let's grab Declan Fraser on the Parked Up podcast. Of course, here we are powered by Race Fuels. And it's great to have Declan Fraser on the Parked Up podcast. Decker, how are you, mate? Good, thank you. How are you? Very good, thanks. Man, you've got lots going on in your world, of course. Uh, if anyone didn't know you before, they certainly know you now, thanks to the uh, amazing opportunity you've got in the Triple Eight Wildcard, Super Cheap Auto, Craig Lowndes, big brands, the biggest name in the sport who's going to be sitting alongside you. Uh, that's really exciting. You're also leading the Super Two Series now after a awesome weekend up in Townsville. Uh, it's a good time to be Declan Fraser. <laughs> yeah, it's been a bit of a whirlwind the past couple of months. Uh, been traveling a lot with the main game guys and just trying to learn as much as possible. And then Jamie sat me down after a debrief. To tell you the truth, I thought I was in trouble. He's like, Declan, we need to have a bit of a chat, please, mate. And uh, pulled me aside and said, congratulations, you're driving with Lounsey at Bathurst. So, um, yeah, Townsville was pretty good. Ended up coming away with the orange numbers in my first race win. And just hopefully we can keep the momentum going now. Fantastic. Well, that sounds like one of those things where they should have been filming that little thing for a social media clip. Did you start crying? Did you call mum and dad and there was tears? Is, uh, is that how it all went down? To tell you the truth, I was just in shock. I didn't even know what to say. I sort of sat there and processed it for a couple of minutes and I was like, holy, this is actually happening. Um, and then uh, Jamie was sort of looking at me with a blank face like, oh, did he hear what I said? Or, um, But no, it was... Yeah, it was very cool. As soon as I got out, the first thing I did was call mum and dad. And I think dad probably shed a few more tears than what mum did. So it was, yeah, a very special moment. 
Uh, no, nah, very good, very good. They'll be uh, they'll be cheering you on, absolutely no doubt. Considering they would have been they would have gone to a million go kart tracks and and ridden the waves with you over the over the years, getting you to uh, to this spot. So awesome. How's your uh, signing hand? Obviously, anything that Craig Lowndes signs, <laughs> people are probably going to want uh, your signature on as well. So have you uh, have you sharpened up your uh, signature to uh, get through all the ones you're going to need to get through? Yeah, before the before the launch day for the whole thing, I was trying to practice my signature to make sure I go down pat. So it's it's getting there slowly. I think there's a couple more refinements to do, but it's looking pretty <laughs> schmick at the moment. <laughs> oh, very good. Now, uh, look, obviously you've got uh, lots to talk about, which is uh, cool. And thanks for coming on the Parked Up podcast. But the real reason why you came on is because uh, I'd got Todd uh, to, to jump on this week. And he'd said, uh, he wanted you to come on as the guest. So Todd, uh, let him know why you wanted to have a, uh, to have him on board. Look, I, I suppose I don't have many friends up and down pit lane and supercars. So I had to pick on a super two driver instead, <laughs> I figured so, <laughs> but, um, no deck, obviously, you know, I've known Decker since he was a young lad, as I mentioned before. So deck, I was just going to mention mate, obviously from when we first met in, up in Mackay, um, you ever thought you'd be this far up the grid and on obviously partnering with your you know, childhood hero as a kid um, to now be setting up at Bathurst? It must be an unreal experience. I'm, I'm keen to know, what's it, what's it been like working with Triple Eight this year and obviously the change from where you were in Super 2 last year to where you are now? Um, what's, what's the initiation been like? Isn't it what you expected? I guess firstly, it's going back to the whole growing up and wanting to do this. It's funny that, you were probably the first person up and down pit lane that I ever had contact with, with the whole A1 engine thing back in the day. And then also the help that you gave me a lot with sponsors back in go-kart. So I think uh, looking back at my career, you are probably my first real introduction to the whole sport, uh, which is pretty cool now. So we'll be able to share the grid next year, uh, this year, which is pretty cool. Um, and then, yeah, in regards to the differences, I guess, triple eight as a whole, they're just so professional in everything they do. So, Everything that I've wanted from Jamie, Jess, my mechanics, Lewis and engineer, Maddie, they've just, everything's ticked off. No matter what I ask for, even if I'm being the biggest pain in the butt that they've got in the, in the corporation, they're very good with um, satisfying everything on the car and within me to make sure that we're quick. So I think that's the biggest thing, just knowing that I can really trust everyone that's around me and help me out as much as possible to get where we want to be. Yeah, that, that's awesome to hear, Decker. And I suppose like moving forward now that you're part of that organisation, do you feel like there's opportunities moving forward where you can stay with the team and eventually step up into the main series? Is that Have you got some short-term or long-term goals put in place with them or is it just sort of take it race by race and, and take the opportunities while you, while you can? Yeah, it's definitely the latter of those two. I think the for me, it's just learning as much as possible and trying to prove... I guess to the grid up and down pit lane that I I want a shot in 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 main game and hopefully someone's going to offer me that. So I would love to stay with Triple Eight and continue that partnership. It just depends on sort of what opportunities we got coming up. And I love everyone there, and they've all basically become like my family. So yeah, if we can stick with them, we'll definitely take that opportunity. They definitely know how to go about their uh, motorsport. That's for sure. The old triple eight, uh, leading the super two, you've got a huge opportunity in the Bathurst 1000. Where does the, where does the focus lie? Obviously for that great race weekend, it's a busy one for you with 
your commitments in the 1000 plus the, uh, you know, there's a fair chance you're going to be going to that race uh, in, in a uh, title contention. So they'll, they'll need to be focused there. How do you balance all of that? I think just relying on the experience that Brock had last year, really, he was in the exact same position I am in now. So I think for me, we're really, really good mates. So I can sort of lean on him and he talks me through it. And I've also got a lot of people behind me that are able to support me and take a lot of pressure off me. So I, I do need to focus on the Super 2 Championship. That is one of my, well, that is practically my main focus for the whole entire year. And that's now we've got those orange numbers. I don't want to don't want to relinquish them at all. So I think for me, holding on to that and really focusing on that until we sort of get into the major Bathurst prep leading up to it. Um, and then it's just switching really between the two cars more than anything. Yeah, I think probably one of the best things you got going for you now, you finally got that first race win, the monkey off the back. I yeah. know it's like when you're in Super 2 and you're fighting for that first win, it can be tough, it can be challenging on the mind. So I think now you've got the monkey off the back now. Um, I think uh, you're going to experience a really good end to the year. Uh, I always say if people win in Townsville, they generally win the title. I think Townsville and title go together. Um, that's been a bit of a common theme over the last few you years. You won in so. town for the year that you won the championship. Yeah, year. exactly. Yeah. So, um, you know, I don't like to be too superstitious, but um, <laughs> I think you're certainly over a shot. So keep up the good work, mate. Yeah, thank you. See, see what we can do, really. Um, okay, let me talk to you about you two boys. So you first met when you were karting up at Mackay, Todd. I think you'd said that that was the location. Did you do much racing against each other? And, of course, the... Uh, easy journalistic question I can ask is, did you ever shunt into each other? <laughs> no, I was a bit older than Decker. So, um, yeah, I think I was in, I was in junior national at the time. And I think Decker, you were only in, in, yeah, what they called midgets or cadets at the time. Yeah, so, I think I was um, like eight years old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was yeah. a pretty, pretty small Decker when I first met him. And um, yeah, then a paths crossed again back in 2015 when Decker was racing in the, the Australian title um at Monado so helped out over the weekend there as well and um yeah I suppose that was in the in the last couple of years of Decker's karting career before he was also looking at that step in the cars which I was already in super two at that point so um yeah it's pretty pretty crazy to think that you're going to only, only have to look back five years ago um and see where both of us were in that point of our career you know I was in my second year of super two um and Decker's still in go-karts and now we're both sharing the grid at Bathurst in October this year, I think that's uh, it's a pretty good feel-good story. Um, yeah. Just a couple of kids that were having a go and you know, live, living the dream, I guess, to a degree. It's pretty cool. It's Todd, pretty funny. That um, memory actually came up from when you were helping me out at Monado about a week or so ago. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, cool. Sorry, Todd, you must be stoked that I've uh, tried to put you in the same age bracket as Declan. So, um, <laughs> oh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm super happy. I'm uh, yeah, we're nearly, nearly 30 going 21 again. I'm pretty happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very, so this will be, so you two guys have shared this, uh, you know, coincidental path as you've gone through your driving, but have you ever actually shared a grid in any way before? Never, I don't think. This will be the no. first Bathurst, yeah. No. So it could get awkward. No, <laughs> no, 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 better, no, I'm sure it'll be fine. No yeah. better yeah. race, no better race to uh, to do it. So, Todd, you've been in Declan's shoes with uh, with the Super Two uh, racing, and you went on to win that title. Um, he leads the title now. It is uh, it's pretty close up the top, and uh, a few inconsistencies from a couple of the uh, what were probably listed as title contenders. 
Uh, Todd, what sort of advice do you give from here? There's only three rounds of that series to run. Big gaps between events as well. Of course, Declan's mind is probably also a little uh, clouded with the the Bathurst 1000 opportunity as well. What do you, what uh, advice do you give for, for him to make sure he gets the most out of it? Look, I'm a fan believer. Nothing rewards you more than hard work. And no, no doubt, Dak is already doing that. He's already working hard. He's invested all of his life into winning this year's program, which is, you know, the, the work's been rewarded as, as we're seeing in results. So um, the biggest thing now is um, don't, don't start looking behind. Um, and also keep in mind, like you just said, Grant, it's a super short championship in Super 2. All, all it takes is one DNF. It puts you out the whole year. So sometimes you're better off just letting, letting someone go that's being a pest and potentially being um, the difference between, between you winning a title and, and obviously coming up second best because of that one instance where you, you know, the red mist comes out and, and you get caught up in a battle where it can all turn pear-shaped. So I think it's, it's picking your battles. Obviously, everyone's desperate in Super 2 to try and show what they're capable of doing um, and, and obviously trying to be at the top of their game. But at the same time, Sometimes you do need to be that. If you can be the smarter racer out of the two, that might be the difference between you winning the title and not. So obviously you, you've proven that you've got the car, you've got the mindset, you've got the speed. Um, so now just keep it all together. Three rounds remaining, yet yeah, as a yeah, super tight at the moment. So just keep doing what you're doing, stay focused and keep working hard and I'm sure you'll get rewarded. Thanks, mate. Let's try. Easy as that. <laughs> yeah, easy as that. <laughs> so, Decker, how, how, uh, what was your facial expression when you looked in the rear vision mirror and you saw Tyler Everingham and uh, Matt Payne hanging out of the wall right at the start of Sunday's race? To tell you the truth, I couldn't see. There was that much smoke and stuff going. I was sort of like, oh, hopefully no one comes across in front of me now. So, it was, yeah, it was, I got the world's most worst, like, horrendous start. Mine only looked good because Zach Best got a worse one than me. So <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I just sort of kept my eyes forward and was like, oh, please, no one get me in, in, the, in the incident as well. Yep. And it all came up, Declan Fraser, that, that's for sure, with uh, yeah. your two main title or two of your main title contenders uh, not able to finish that race because of that start line incident. So the man, I guess, who emerges as your... Uh, big title threat is the one who sits next to you in um, the pit bay, Cameron Hill, mm. who is uh, your triple eight teammate. He's been super consistent as well. He's really not that far off you. Um, you've got that really good momentum. Do you see Cam as the, the, your main title rival is uh, what's the, what's the vibe like between you guys? Uh, you know, you've got to operate in under the same, uh, roof, which I guess can sometimes be great and can sometimes be a little bit awkward, especially when there's so much pressure uh, with a title on the line. Yeah, exactly. We're both racers and we, we both want to go out there and win as much as possible. But at the same time, we're currently one, two in the championship for the team. And that's what really matters, I guess. And at the moment we're yeah, we're all happy families in the camp at the moment and everyone's getting along. So we just keep it. Like you said, we all got a momentum going. So we'll just keep that going and if we can come out of the season one, two again, it would be yeah, really good for the whole team. Very good. Um, okay. So Todd, tell me you've got, so uh, we've talked, we talked at the top of the show a little bit about uh, how your season's gone so far and where you'd like to go for the rest of the uh, rest of this year. But the, that one big race, the one that Declan's going to be driving with Craig Lowndes, the Bathurst 1000, our great race. 
that is you can uh, completely turn around a uh, an average or crappy season by getting a top result there. There used to be this, uh, you know, back in the 80s and 90s, you know, talk from drivers and team owners about, you know, we, we go racing in the Touring Car Championship just to focus on getting the most out of Bathurst yes, and the getting older. the best, best possible result. I think it's an old Larry Perkins. I was going to uh, say the old cliche Larry Larry quote, yeah. I think it was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I don't care about the Touring Car Championship, just win Bathurst. <laughs> they, exactly, exactly. And I don't know, does that mindset still exist, particularly for, for where you are now? Obviously, championship is probably something that you can't, can't think about for sure top tens and that first podium that you want to get for msr is is a high priority but does bathurst sort of linger in in the mind about you know how you can just give yourself those extra little one percenters in, uh in the lead up to that definitely you know all year you always refer to oh this will help at bathurst or that will work at bathurst you always relate back to bathurst and you know whether it be a little little trick you might have learned in straight line or how you can use a certain tool and set up that might benefit on some some circuits and then go, yep, we're going to use that at Bathurst. So you're always bookmarking ideas, what you're going to try, um, and then keeping in mind for that one event. But on the flip side, you're only as good as – you really do need to have momentum, and particularly of how close the championship is at the moment and with the limitation of testing. We're always trying stuff at the race meeting. And Bathurst is – obviously, it's such a sprint race now. The cars have to be dialed in almost all day to be in the game at the end. In that, in that last sort of two and a half, three hour period to ensure that you've got a car that's capable of obviously A, being in the top 10 and then fast enough if you're in a position to actually hold it. Um, so there's a lot that goes on with just general car speed. And you know, as I mentioned, with the lack of testing, you, you, you're doing a lot of your testing at the race weekends that we go to. So I suppose we're always trying to refine and find that last 10th that we desperately all trying to, to get. Um, but in day, I was only talking. I'm here at workshop now, and I was talking with my engineer this morning, Chris Stuckey. And we were talking about uh, Bathurst over lunch. You know, it's funny because we always go, "Oh, you know, we need to try this and try that." And you try all these things, and you're aiming for one lap speed, and then you turn up Sunday morning and go, "Oh, what's our fuel numbers? Oh, we haven't tested our fuel numbers yet." And you've had three days testing at Bathurst, and you still haven't done any fuel savings. So it's amazing how you have all this preparation all year to think about Bathurst, but you always still turn up. Sunday morning, unprepared. The car's got a different setup in it, and you're always trying something new. Um, so it's that's what makes the whole race unique, I guess, and that's why you'll never be able to predict a winner. I believe it's um, once you experience Bathurst from a driver's point of view, it's amazing how fast the race goes. You know, you watch it on TV and you watch it as a kid, and you feel like you could sit there at the TV and you watch it all day. But in the actual race itself, it's it feels like it doesn't stop. Um, it's it well, obviously it doesn't, but you just feel like you don't get a chance to catch your breath. It's it's very fast paced when you're inside the garage, and um, you know I've had a my first Bathurst was was a cool experience. It was wet all day. We didn't have a windscreen wiper. Um, it, yeah, it was it was super challenging. And we come away twelfth, and we thought, oh, that was unreal. And then the next three years after that was just horrendous. And it makes you really appreciate how hard that race is to even have the slightest amount of success. So. When I finished eighth last year, um, that was my first top 10 Bathurst and, and I was over the moon. I, I certainly celebrated it because, yeah, as I said, Bathurst is, is hard. You know, people ha- always harp on how hard that place is. And, yeah, until, you, until you, you have a few bad days there, you certainly appreciate the place a lot more. Yeah, I think uh, one of the best quotes that uh, any race driver 
um, has told me about Bathurst was uh, was John Bow. He, I think it was like a six hour in his car and caught fire or something, uh, which isn't uncommon for one of those production cars. Uh, who knows what's going to happen there? But he'd, he'd said after the race and he got out of the car, he said, you know, you come here and 15% of the time you leave with a smile on your face and the other 85% of the time you're just gutted because everything builds up. Look, it doesn't matter what, if you're racing in the 1000 or, or the six hour or the 12 hour or whatever it might be, you want to, you know, that's the Holy grail. It's the track that you want to do the best at and, and take away a, a trophy from. And um, it just, uh, unfortunately, doesn't deliver as much as you uh, as as you want, and uh, I think maybe with those uh, stats you just talked about there, with your twelfth pace finish in your debut, and then frustrations after that, almost equals about fifteen percent as well. So uh, exactly, yeah. JB's uh, he's on the money. Before we uh, before we get to Mount Panorama, of course, we've got the Ben Motorsport Park coming up in a couple of weeks. You've had. I think a best of seventh at the bend in 2020. What do you think your chances are in 2022 back there in the uh, the beautiful desert? Look, it's a totally different challenge this year. Um, driving with the team at MSR, so new equipment around the bend. Um, I'm hearing the track from the, the test day um, last week, I believe there's a couple of teams testing there and quite surprised by the pace of the circuit and I think the track's finally starting to rubber in and the drivers are starting to get a bit more confidence being able to push the cars rather than feeling like you're tiptoeing around at sort of that 85, 90% because the cars were so unpredictable because of the lack of, I suppose, purchase and the, tra- the track and the tyre together. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to it. Um, to be honest, all the tracks that we thought we might have struggled at this year, we've actually gone really well at. So I highlighted that Tail and Ben might have been one of those events, but, you know, yeah, I, I don't try to use you know, any previous form as a, as a guide, you know, you're only as, you're only as good as the race that you're in. So um, yeah, we're, we're pretty hungry. As a, as I mentioned before, the last couple of rounds have been pretty average from my, from my own standards. So we want to try and get back on board and get back inside that top 10 and being competitive again, and you know, ultimately put on a good show for what will be one of two of my home events this year, which I'm looking forward to. Mm, yeah. Cool. Uh, not long after that, we go to Sandown and Pukekohe. And of course, Pukekohe in the news today with that this event is likely to be its last race as a supercars event. It's going to make, it should make that event an absolute uh, fan fest because uh, Pukekohe is a, you know, very, very historic track over in New Zealand. Supercars have been going there. I think since 2002 was a championship round. Uh, so yeah, a lot of history there. And of course the, uh, the, the people who own the track aren't going to continue it as a motorsport venue and concentrate on a different type of horsepower with, uh, with their horse racing. So uh, a little bit of a shame. What do, what do you boys think? Declan, you haven't had a chance to race at Pookie. Todd, of course you have, but yeah. What do you boys think about the uh, fact that a, permanent racetrack that we've had it might be across the ditch but uh you know it's still part of the fabric of our uh, australasian motorsport that uh yeah it's going to disappear off our schedules oh it's a great yeah. loss you, you think of the the history that that event alone and that circuit has generated since oh god i wouldn't even know the year but i'm going to shoot in the dark say from the 40s and 50s you know and you know, half of the Stone family have all had Kiwis and they all refer back to their early years of growing up around Pukekohe. Um, so it's, it's, you know, I, I love history and motorsport. So it's a, it's a massive shame to lose out on that 
And what you just mentioned before, obviously, you know, how big of the event's also going to be, but keeping in mind, we have, haven't even raced in New Zealand in the last two years. So, you know, people over the, over across the ditch, they're, they are mag keen motorsport fanatics and they are super keen to have us come back just in general. So the fact that it's going to be the final one at Book Co, I think it's going to be quite an incredible crowd. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a, a great, great event for our championship this year. Yeah, cool. Decker, have you ever done any racing over in New Zealand? Never. I'm actually going to head over with the team this year just to go and experience it. And then when I heard the news yesterday that it was going to be its last, I was actually, yeah, I was devastated. I was excited to go over there and experience what it was like and don't really, yeah, I'm never going to get to drive on it, which is a shame. But I think this year it's like Todd said, it's going to be massive if it's going to be its, if it's final year with all the history of, of what that place brings to, to our calendar as well. So I think uh, it'll be my birthday while I'm over there as well. So it'll be a nice little, yeah, nice little getaway and see what it's like over there. Yeah. Oh, you would imagine like there's no way that supercars won't continue racing in New Zealand. Now where we might see them pop up, they've, they've certainly got heaps of tracks to do it, but um, you, you definitely need a circuit that's suitable for for supercars. The, uh, the Hampton Downs circuit that uh, Tony Quinn owns is, an obvious one we've seen street races before with wellington uh back in the 80s and 90s and uh hamilton in uh more recent times todd you'd, you'd agree that we just have to go there regardless oh totally yeah the, the amount of support that we get um, when we've been over there in previous years has been unbelievable and we have some of the most passionate fans and when we go to new zealand they just come they welcome us with open arms and although book co is you know it's probably not the most environmentally friendly place to go sit on the hill. It's only freezing cold and it's somewhat raining, but you know, that, that whole hill is just packed. You know, they're not sitting, they're not sitting there with umbrellas or anything. They're just soaking up the supercars action. And you know, that's why, you know, it's important for us obviously have it, have uh, New Zealand on our calendar. And, you know, I think the idea of having two events over there in the future, I, I don't think that's a bad idea either because that certainly holds merit. We're going to go to all this energy and effort to, to put the cars in, in containers and send them over in a ship over over to New Zealand, then let's make the most of the opportunity. Imagine running a street circuit over there. Yeah, be cool. that would be wild. <laughs> that would be wild. Well, there was talk of uh, yeah before Hamilton uh, picked up the street track, which they did for a few years, which was a really really cool event. Uh, Hamilton's a great town, but. Uh, it uh, like some street tracks, probably similar to the the Newcastle situation that we've been in the past few years, with a lot of people who weren't happy about the city being stopped for a motor race to be held. There was talk of an Auckland street race, but there, I don't know if you guys um, uh, have been to Auckland, but peak hour traffic in Auckland is the worst. It's like, forget Sydney. It it makes Sydney look like an empty town. Like it, it, it just, even just going down to Pukekohe when you go to that event and trying to traverse through morning traffic, it is woeful. I don't know how anyone gets to work on time there. (laughs) You're not wrong. It's a, it's a hard place to get around and peak hour. That's for sure. Yeah. So closing off the streets for a, uh, for a motor race might, might not help there. Uh, situation in any way okay uh Declan tell me what have you got between now and Sandown I think that's your next super two race please tell me is that right Um, yeah we've got a fair bit on actually I think apart from sort of traveling away with the team to tail and bend 
Uh, got a test day a couple of days after I get back and there's just a lot of stuff in the workshop and a couple of appearances with Lounsey and myself. So uh, there's a fair bit of outside of the car stuff, not much inside, which is a bit disappointing, but you know, we all, we're all limited to testing, especially in the super two as well. So um, yeah, sand down, roll it on and hopefully we can get in something at least and <laughs> do some laps. And, and Todd for yourself prior to the bend, um, any, uh, anything exciting going on? Um, yeah, we're th- I actually got a pretty jam-packed week, to be honest. So, uh, yeah, fly off to, uh, um, off to Melbourne tomorrow. We're going to be doing some filming at Sandown um, for, for, for a road safety campaign, um, then off into Adelaide for the, for the weekend before, so working with the team at OTR, obviously promoting the OTR Super Sprint, um, the leading in. So I'll be in the mall over the weekend, both Saturday and Sunday. Uh, they've got a simulator there, and I'll be there saying hello to everyone and signing autographs and doing that sort of stuff. So um, if you're in Adelaide and you're listening, then yeah, make sure you head on, head on down over the weekend and come catch up before all the, all the action starts the weekend later. Perfect. You are a man, the man of the people, the man of the people. I love it. I try cool. hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, boys, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to let you guys go back uh, to your day. Thank you so much for joining me on the parked up podcast. We, we, uh, I wish you all the best for the for the rest of the year, Todd. Looking forward to seeing you uh, at the bend and uh, Declan. You are you going to be at the bend as well? Yeah, I'll be there. I think I'll be doing more of the uh, safety car course laps again. It'll be the only drive, and I get to do a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you go to every single race. Like, uh, have you missed a race this year? No, I haven't. It's the plan to try and immerse myself as much in the racing and the whole team and learn as much as possible. Very good. Very good. All right. Well, we look forward to seeing uh, how the Super 2 season unfolds. And of course, uh, the great race, the Repco Bathurst 1000. Lads, thank you so much. Uh, We'll uh, see you at a track real soon. My pleasure. Thank Thank you. See you later. And awesome to have Todd and Declan on the Parked Up podcast. Of course, there's lots more podcasting you can do via the great network R channels, of course, Parked Up Plus every Monday at 5 p.m., with the legendary Mark Fogarty. You've got this podcast with myself and whoever else I can get to uh, jump into the hot seat with me. Girls on the Grid every Monday with Tanea and Priya and the Napa Grassroots Racing Podcast. The new one comes out on Friday, which will be the 22nd of July. And that is with Gary O'Brien, Darren Smith, and they've got Paul Stokel on as their special guest this week. So... An absolute must listen for all the lovers of motorsport, in particular, grassroots racing. My name's Grant Rowley. Thank you very much for joining us. You'll hear from Fogues on Monday with Parked Up Plus. You've just listened to another Network Car production. Hi, Rodney Jane here from Bob Jane T-Marts. Specialists in tyres and wheels for over 50 years. We stock what tradies need, tyres, wheels or batteries. We've got you covered. Steel or alloy wheels, 15-inch plus. Big brands such as Monster, ROA, CSA, Fuel, PDW and Dynamic. A massive range. Tyres, we love tyres. All-terrain, mud-terrain, 4x4 and SUV tyres. We stock all the top brands such as Bridgestone, BF Goodrich, Falcon, Goodyear, Michelin and Yokohama. Make your 4x4, ute or van look awesome. Cracking deals at Bob Jane T-Marts. We won't be beaten on price. We'll look after you. Tastes and supply. Bye.